0: Welcome back to the Rock Your Retirement Show. I'm your host, Kathy Klein, and if you've never listened to the show before, you're now listening at another pivotal time where we're slightly changing the format. From March 2016 to August 2020, this was an interview-style show where I interview people who could help you rock your retirement, but not financially. Those were what I call the encyclopedia years of the show. If you were interested in a particular topic, such as finding mom a retirement home, dealing with grief, or even how sex changes after retirement, you can probably find your topic in our back catalog. Then, in August of 2020, we started following the life of a pre-retiree, Barbara Mock. She's retired now, and we're planning on giving you updates on her life and what she's going through as long as she'll let us. So for now, we're giving you updates on my life and how I'm dealing with continuing to work and getting ready for retirement. We'll do this until I find another pre-retiree who's willing to make that one-year commitment to let us live vicariously through their eyes. I'm looking for someone who's different from Barbara, perhaps an unmarried person, or maybe someone who's going to retire but isn't so financially prepared. Maybe someone without a pension. So if you know someone who's getting ready to retire within the next six months or so, please send that person my way. They can email us at podcast at rockyourretirement.com. In the meantime, you'll get to hear about what I've been doing, and if we're lucky, what Barbara is doing too. So let's get started. Our one-year project with Barbara, Following a Retiree, is over. Barbara and I became great friends doing this project, and we'll continue to follow up on her life so you can follow along, but I wanted to give you an update on my own life so you can follow that as well. Perhaps we'll work my own updates into the show. You may or may not know that I started the show because I've been struggling with my own thoughts about retirement. Les and I are financially independent, so I don't actually have to work, but I continue to work. I'm sure that this is true for a lot of my listeners. Now, I've always identified with baby boomers, even though I'm technically a Generation X. Funny thing is, is that when I was a new financial advisor, there actually wasn't a name for my age group. There was one birth year that wasn't considered a baby boomer or a Gen X, and maybe that's why I've always been a maverick. Over time, they corrected that, and now I'm technically a Gen X. Anyway, I digress. Let's go ahead and update you on what's going on in my own move to retirement or lack of it. First, let's talk about the move to the 55 plus community. You might know that Les and I purchased a home in a 55 and older community in October of 2018 and moved there shortly after. Prior to moving, we did a huge search of communities. We even created a spreadsheet with a little bit of help um, from a friend to help us with the search. If you'd like to get a copy of the spreadsheet, You can see what factors we considered. Just go to the show notes and there'll be a link to it. And I'd love it if you'd help me update this spreadsheet for others. So if you have other items that should be included, please let me know. Now, the move wasn't perfect. There were things that we couldn't factor in. Definitely some culture clash and some things that I needed to get used to. I'll go over some of them now so that if you're thinking of a move, you can factor these in too. Now, when you take a West Coast girl and move her to the Southeast, you're bound to have some growing pains. I was used to the California way of doing things. Although I complained about the laws in California, some of them do make sense, I have to admit. And it's not just the laws, though. It's the culture in general. For example. There were some laws about Medicare in California that don't exist where we live now. These laws make it easier for the consumer to change between Medicare Supplement Insurance and Medicare Advantage plans. And I built my business helping people make changes like that. I had to get used to the lack of laws where I live now and adjust accordingly. Another example is the restaurants. I remember the first time I ordered grilled chicken here. It came out breaded. (laughs) I said to the waiter, hey, I ordered grilled chicken. And the waiter said, well, that's what you got. (laughs) I, I couldn't believe it. Another time, I thought the deviled eggs looked good. But they came out with bacon on them, even though there wasn't bacon listed on the menu. And I don't eat bacon. In San Diego, all I had to do was read the description on the menu to see if an item was something I was willing to eat. And where I am now, I have to grill the waitstaff. But over time, I got used to it. And I must say that I've been able to find a nice balance of life here. The second thing I want to talk about is my weight loss. You know, my health, basically. In January of 2019, I decided it was time for me to lose the 20 pounds I'd gained over the years. So I joined a six-week program, which kick-started my weight loss. It was a program that was put on by the 55 and older community that I live in. And it cost me 120 bucks. Honestly, I balked at the price tag because I'm generally a pretty frugal person. Okay, okay, I'm frugal in certain areas, but I know I'm extravagant in others. This time, I decided it was time for me to lose the weight because none of my clothes had been fitting for a while, I was out of breath if I had to climb stairs, and in general, I just wasn't feeling very well. So, Les and I made a pact that we wouldn't watch TV unless we had worked out. This pact was huge, huge. It was a huge part of my weight loss journey. You see, we're both big TV watchers. I use TV as a way to meditate. Just get my mind off everything that's happening in my life or in the world. And I don't know what I would have done without TV in the 2020 COVID shutdown. Another thing I did to help my weight loss was to cut out animal products. Now, I'm not a vegetarian, but I eat a... Lot less cheese and other animal products such as chicken, fish, and beef. Adding more plant based products into my diet has helped me lose the weight and maintain it, but it's still hard. I find myself longing for sweets. Now, as you know, I hate wasting money, so I never joined the exercise classes here where I live. They cost $7 each. Now, I know you're probably laughing at me right now. And I know that I probably spend the $7 a day on other things, but, you know, I'm not a Starbucks drinker and we don't drink a lot of alcohol either. So I had to find things that I could do that weren't going to cost me a daily fee. I'm just kind of opposed to it. And the good news is, is that I was able to sign up for a yearly membership with Beachbody. It was like a hundred bucks. And they have all these recorded programs that you can watch. I, I believe there's about 1,400 of them. I started with an aerobics program that looked like it was designed for women who are about 50 pounds overweight. But over time, I graduated to a country-style dance. You know, country-style dance class. And as I lost the weight, I burned less and less calories doing that dance class. And so that meant I had to find something else to do or I wouldn't be able to eat very much. And hey, I love to eat. So synchronized swimming was my golden ticket. I was already a member of the club, but I hadn't ever really took it seriously. My first partial year, I actually wasn't in the show. I was a uh, sort of in the back room. The following year was COVID. Uh, but I was ready to start um, afterwards. These workouts burned A lot more calories than my at home workout, and they've been instrumental in helping me keep the weight off. That was this year, 2021. The frugal part of me loves that I don't have to pay a fee every time I go to a workout, but that isn't true of some of the other clubs that I'm a part of. You know, some of the other clubs, you do have to pay a fee every time you work out, and so I continue to look for more ways to stay active. And I was able to join another group of people who do water aerobics at one of our pools early in the morning. It's not an official club, but now on some days I'm actually working out twice a day. Once with the water aerobics and once with the synchronized swimming. That's quite a change I've made in my lifestyle because I'm pretty much in the past been a couch potato. One of the best things that happened to me after I've lost the weight, is now I can actually sleep through the entire night. So let's talk about social activities. And basically for me, that's our clubs. Now, I've already mentioned that I've become more active in my synchronized swimming club A couple of the ladies mentioned that I might be able to do some of our routines easier if I took swimming lessons. Now, some people would have been completely insulted, but I'm the type of person that takes criticism the way that it's meant. And so, you know, I I checked it out. And, And one of our clubs offers swimming lessons for free if you join. And so I joined. I'm still not a super strong swimmer, which is funny when you consider that I'm in synchronized swimming, but I get better every time I take a lesson. and Right now, I'm working on my breathing techniques. I've already noticed an improvement. The lessons are only a half hour long, and I take one lesson a week. Another club that I'm in is the art club. A lot of our clubs are struggling right now because of COVID. We still have a lot of people who are social distancing. So club activities are much less than normal right now. People are also coming and going in our community, you know, moving in, moving out, just like everywhere in the country. Two of my favorite clubs have lost key members of the leadership. The other day, I got a phone call from someone who's recruiting board members for the art club, and my first reaction was to say, no, N-O, because I'm so busy right now. And also, you know, I still work, and my busy season is coming up, and I just don't need one more thing on my plate. But then it hit me that if no one steps up for these key roles, then the whole reason we chose this place because of the hundred clubs, could go away. So I chatted with her and I told her what I needed to make the position work for me. And she said she'd talk with the current board. Now, it, it might not be a good fit. They might not ask me to run. But at least I didn't say no. I said yes and here's what I need to make it work. Actually, this yes and is another activity that I'm doing that doesn't have anything to do with where I live. I joined an improv group, and it's an online improv group, and every week they ask us, what did we say yes and to? And so now when I talk with them the next time, I'm going to use that as my yes and. So let's talk about health. Les has been going through some health issues lately. It's putting a lot of stress on him and on me as well. We're dealing with it as best as we can, but we've canceled some of our plans because of it. We had scheduled a cruise last year for August of this year. It's a dream cruise to the Baltic. When the final payment was due, We decided to cancel, not only because of COVID, but also because of the US Russian relations really not being so good. We can talk about that later. But instead of completely canceling our plans, we pivoted. We decided that we were going to explore the South. We had two certificates for Marriott hotels that were going to expire soon, and I certainly didn't want to lose those free nights. Plus, we had a bunch of points with both Marriott and Ultimate Rewards, which is through Chase. We were going to use those points to go on different spots in the South, and we were calling it the Southern Exposure Trip. I may have mentioned it to Barbara. But sadly, because of Les's health and COVID overloading many hospitals in the areas we wanted to travel to, we wound up canceling that trip too. Now, the hospitals are overloaded where we live as well, but we figure that if we do get sick, it'd be better to be sick at home than in some hotel room. But I'm still taking those same two weeks off work. Instead of traveling, I'm spending time with existing and new friends. I'm taking time to get together with people that I want to learn more about and I want to spend more time with. You know, just like Barbara made friends by joining the golf, you know, her golf club and by doing things that she wasn't doing before, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm going to give that a shot too. So here's my ending thoughts. This show will continue until I find someone else to follow for a year I'll give you monthly updates on my own path towards retirement, my own lifestyle. Now, as you can see, I'm not fully retiring. I actually find that my work gives me a purpose in life. But I am making time in my life to do things that don't involve my work life. I'm focusing more on my relationships and my health. I'm making time in my calendar to do these things instead of filling my calendar with work-related appointments. I've been making excuses in the past not to do this. I've said to myself that people need me. The funny thing is that people have been able to schedule time around the activities that I've deemed important. Although my schedule is full of club activities, it hasn't been too full for me to meet with people who need my help at work. So let me ask you something. What are you waiting for? Can you make more time in your life to do things that are important to you? Can you make more time in your life for physical activity? To cook healthy meals instead of ordering in or eating out? What can you do to make your life better? Tell me. Tell me what you're doing to prepare for your own retirement by heading to the show notes and leaving me a message there. I can't wait to hear from you. And now let's go to our health segment. And next, we have our health segment with John Perlman, the co-founder of Mission Lean, the leading fitness app for anti-aging fitness. John, thanks for coming on the show again.
1: Thanks for having me, Kathy.
0: What do you got for us this time?
1: So today, I'd like to talk a little bit about stretching, why it's important. And then I'd like to talk about our three favorite stretching moves that you can start to implement right away to uh, increase your flexibility and performance in your workouts. So I want to just, you know, we've mentioned this in a couple of other episodes that we've recorded, but I want to just, you know, touch on it again here because I think it's so important. Basically, I think that for older adults especially, sticking to a consistent flexibility routine is a must because I think that a lot of injuries that An older person might suffer from have to do with a lack of flexibility and a lack of range of motion which could be avoided if if somebody just commits to a consistent uh routine of flexibility and stretches and a lot of scientific studies have shown that it really the benefit from the stretching it really needs to be implemented as part of a long run routine um you know if you want to if you want to get that greater range of motion and really aim to significantly reduce injury risk. You, you have to make sure that you're doing the stretches uh, consistently, that that's a must.
0: When and you so, say consistently, do you mean once a week? What do you mean?
1: N- no, one, once a week isn't enough. I, I would yeah. say, I would say at least three times a week, um, you know, and it ideally, ideally, Five, five times. I mean, if you can, I mean, it's not when when I say a routine, I mean, I'm not talking about such an extensive investment. I mean, 10 minutes of serious stretching is enough. If, and and you can count that as, as doing it that day and 10 minutes is not enough to, for the benefits that will accumulate from that of having to deal with, you know, potential injuries or surgeries or whatnot down the road, doing that 10 minutes is very worthwhile in my opinion to avoid that.
0: So, do you think every day is too much? If you did no, it every I, day, would, would no. you hurt yourself?
1: No, every day it, stretching should be done every day. But I don't. I don't. I'm not going to tell you. You know, do stretching every day. I like to go less and have somebody commit to getting going first. But yes, the answer is if you can do stretching every day, do it. it it's makes, not. You're not going to hurt yourself.
0: Okay, good. That 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 uh that makes total sense. So every day, if you can do it, but if you can't, just just commit to what you can do exactly, and then then work your way up from there. So three, at least three times a week on up to seven days a week. Right.
1: Right. And we've touched on this um, in in another episode that we had, but the stretching that you do, if you really want to improve your flexibility, they should, your stretches should be held each muscle group for 20 to 30 seconds. And ideally your stretching routine should be done after your workout when your body is is warm and all the muscles are warm, so you can really get that great greater range of motion and benefit from the stretching.
0: So preferably after a workout, but if you don't do a workout, then just warm your muscles up a little bit before you start stretching. Because it's it, is it bad to stretch when you're before you've warmed up? Like, can you hurt hurt yourself then?
1: The ideal is that you you warm up your body, that your body is warm, so. Let's just say on a given day, if you wanted to stretch, but you weren't getting in a workout on that day, but you wanted to commit to the flex to the flexibility. what you should do on in that case is just power walk you know or if you could power walk for five to ten minutes i mean I'm not talking about anything crazy, just getting your muscles going um and your body loose a little bit and warm that that that's gonna translate tenfold into the benefits that you get from the stretching and the answer to the question should I stretch cold uh, the answer is yeah it's not ideal because when you're warmed up not only are your muscles activated and warm and ready to absorb those stretches to the fullest but also when you start to do some activity you increase what we refer to as proprioception so what that means is it, it all it means it's a fancy term but all it means is that kind of your gauge and your feelings of your body. So, you know, cause obviously if I'm cold and I've been sitting for three hours, you're not as in tune with your body as you would be. If you, for example, go on that power walk for 10 minutes, you start to feel your muscles moving, you start to get going. And the reason why that's important from stretching is because when you do a given stretch, so like let's say I'm stretching my um, quad, my quadricep, which means that I I pull up my leg from behind my my um from my foot and I pull pull it into my glute muscle and so I'm stretching the front of my leg, my um quadricep. The angle of that stretch and, you know, how much pressure I need to give that stretch to really, you know, you have to be in touch with your body a little bit to know how much to give and what angle to pull it out and so forth. And so if you can do a little bit of like a power walk or go on the bike, you know, the stationary bike for 10 minutes and get that going, you'll feel the stretches much better as well.
0: That's good to know. Anything else we should know about stretching?
1: Again, I mean stretching is has been overlooked, I think by the broader fitness industry and, you know, for example, if you go to a workout class, a 45-minute workout class, they might give you a great burn, but a, a lot of times and I've been to these workout classes, they don't really nobody's really focusing on kind of the stretching component of it all, which is so important in especially for older adults and seniors to to kind of keep themselves healthy and limber for the long run. It's, it's indispensable.
0: That's good to know. Thank you. Thank you so much. Once again, you're giving us these great health tips. Very, very much appreciate it. And for the listener, tune in next time for more health tips from Mission Lean. And don't forget to download the Mission Lean app to get more fitness and health tips. And now it's time to hear what Barbara's up to.
2: I spent the first week of July getting ready to help at Vacation Bible School. I did that, and it was so rewarding. It was everything I'd hoped it would be, and just the precious times with my grandkids was amazing. They just left uh, just a few days ago, and I'm still recovering with the laundry, the house, just, just energy levels, but um, super rewarding, super fun. So now I'm in a new month, and everything is blank. There's nothing on the nothing. calendar. Nothing.
0: Nothing. Zero in your calendar. Not intended so you... that
2: way, but there's <laughs> nothing on the calendar.
0: <laughs> so you went from going a hundred miles an hour to just stopping.
2: Yes. 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 And you know wow. in the Pacific Northwest, this is our this is our beautiful time, although it's extremely dry. So I have no complaints. The weather is lovely. The air quality is good for us. Not so so great uh, on the east side of the mountains. And um, it's just unstructured, no schedule. And that's an uncomfortable place for me to be.
0: Well, just from what I know about you, Barbara, and for the listener, if this is your first time listening to the show, we have been following Barbara's retirement. This is actually our one year anniversary. And so Barbara went from pre-retirement, in other words, the pre-announcement to the day of the announcement. And now we are following the aftermath of her retirement. And just from what I know about you, Barbara, you like plans. You are a planner. So it must be really uncomfortable for you to have zero on your schedule right now. How are you going to manage
2: Well, I'm driving my husband crazy because (laughs) I keep putting out possibilities for, well, what about this? Or could we do this? Or what about September? And what are we going to do this December? And while they're not big decisions, as a retiree, you want to make good decisions. You want to use your time wisely. Uh, You want to use your money wisely. Um, Any decision that requires purchasing something causes stress. But anyway, so it is kind of an uncomfortable place to be for me because I love planning, I love creating a project, and so I think he's starting to realize he needs to create a project, or I will. Um, So he's talking about doing some renovations here in the yard, and well, we have a little fountain that we put in the backyard, just a little bubbler. I guess it's a stone with the water coming out, and. And we had it done by a professional landscaper about a decade ago. And Mike has never loved it. He just felt like it just wasn't what it should be. So it's perfectly fine. But he's talking about tearing it out and redoing it. And that just makes me cringe.
0: Does Um, he have experience building fountains from scratch?
2: Not at all. However, he's a telephone repairman and he can fix anything. And oh my gosh, YouTube. I don't have that husband that starts a bunch of projects. He's he is his um, mother's son because my mother in law is a a project finisher. No matter what she starts, she finishes. So
0: does he work on one project at a time or five projects at a time?
2: One, one.
0: That's good. I work
2: on five to twenty things at a time, all randomly, probably on the ADD spectrum where he is very focused and that's where we collide is I'm doing 20 things. And he's like, just pick one and finish it. And I'm like, well, can't you do something else? No, I'm working on this. So there are discussions, but after 41 (laughs) years, I guess we've worked it out.
0: (laughs) So he is starting a project to fill the space because otherwise you would fill it for him. Mm-hmm. Have you thought about how you 're going to fill the space? Are you going to be just relaxing by a pool? Are you going to be reading or are you going to be finding something to do
2: well i've really enjoyed connecting with people that i haven't talked to in a while or friends or family and now that it's safer uh, to gather um, we've had dinners we've had um a family reunion where we had you know people we hadn't seen in years and years and years um, so I think that there will be that focus, but I think I just need to slow down. I've been at kind of a high octane range here for July, and it was filled with kids and fun, but I am pretty exhausted. And so I think focusing on, you know, walking, definitely I could sit and read a book. Um, I, I love to read, but my problem with that is is I get sucked into the book and everything falls around me. So dishes don't get done. Meals don't get planned. I just go into the book. So I kind of have to hide them from myself if I'm, if I'm going to do that. Um, and walking, walking, exercising, um, maybe we can find some hikes to do. I have been golfing. So, you know, there is that structure, uh, to go on Tuesdays and Thursdays with the ladies for golf. Have you done any meditation? Um, I have. I have done meditation. And what I find myself doing is I start really well. And then the to do list comes in. And then instead of focusing on whatever I'm focusing on, I'm okay, but what about this? What about that? Okay, you know, I go back. And so I feel kind of schizophrenic, where I'm, my purpose is meditation, and my brain goes to overdrive of all the things that could be done, or I'm a list maker. I have a checklist with me all the time. And then I throw that one away and make a new one. And I get joy from marking things off. So if the list is done, I make a new list.
0: The thing about meditation is it it is there to train your mind to not do that. So everybody has that problem. Um, you know, when I was younger, I I don't meditate a lot. Now I'm trying to learn how to do it. I have an app that I use that helps me, Hmm. but they've said like when I've watched or listened to these meditations, they've said your mind will wander. But just when you find yourself, when you, when you realize that you're making the list or that you're thinking about whatever, then you focus back into whatever you, you know, the music or the whatever you're, you're using to meditate. And, um, I found that to be very helpful, you know, because your mind is going to wander. It's, it's what we do.
2: (laughs) And for me, there's a overlap of meditation and prayer. And so it's easy for me to think of someone and quickly pray for them and then go on to the next thing. Um, but I think it would be good to merge the two of just sitting quietly in prayer meditation, um, and just, and just kind of be, just kind of rest. So that is a, a retirement challenge I've got before me. <laughs> and I have no excuse now, the month of August, to say I don't have time. I have no excuse.
0: And it's probably the same for you with golf.
2: It is. If you're thinking about something else, you're going to miss the ball completely. You're, you're not going to make a good putt. Um, and so you are focused for that, that time. Plus, you're moving. And it's social. So, you know, it's it's got a lot of good aspects that really, really surprised me. I think that as I move through this, though, I have no regrets. And I think you, being who you are, would be really surprised when you decide to retire. Um, I'm so happy I did. I'm having so much fun. I feel so great. And I guess I, I'm surprised. I I thought there would be more looking back, more, but it's like once that moment comes and it's right for you.
0: You said that you're reconnecting and you're making new acquaintances with Mm -hmm. your golf and other things. Have you started reaching out to make more, a closer new friendships? What, What are you doing about that?
2: Yeah, um, I met um, the wife of one of my husband's golfing partners. And she called me and said, hey, what are you doing? And I said, well, I'm signing up for golf. So she joined the same golf club I did. And on any given day, we may not see each other because of the way the schedule is. It's very randomized. But a couple times we've stayed um, after and, and just talked and connected. And I just think she's amazing. And they invited us for dinner. So that was kind of like a first. And we have a ton of things in common and similar goals and similar um, socioeconomic level, spiritual, all of that. So that's a completely new friendship with a lot of possibilities. Um, and that was, again, through, through golf. So um, those things take time. You know, I have a lot of lifelong friends that I can pick up the phone, call them, we can set something up, and it's just like no time has passed. But starting a new friendship that's more than just, hi, how are you? Um, I think it takes intentionality, time, commitment, and just kind of letting it grow and just seeing where things
0: go from there. Have you met anybody else, you know? doing anything else? Well,
2: there is one person, um, who we knew each other when we were raising our children. So, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago. And, um, she reached out when she saw that I was retired and said, would you like to get together? Like as an accountability person, um, we would just take a walk once a month. Um, we would share our goals or share our praises or share our hurts and, and be with each other and pray for each other. And that has been amazing, absolutely amazing. And kind of unexpected, like I didn't initiate it. She reached out to me and I said, sure, let's try it. And we've met now three or four times. It just is going deeper and deeper And so it's not someone that that was my forever friend from junior high or someone in my young adult, but someone who we peripherally knew each other and knew about each other, but just getting to know her better. We just had our walk earlier in the week and shared our stories of of triumph and things that were really fun, but then also things that were kind of heavy that we're working on and and, uh, needing help with. And so just having that accountability with someone, I think it's just been wonderful.
0: That's great. I'm glad you found someone to do that with. That is not something that comes along easily. No, no. even friends that you've had for years it you know, to have someone be honest with you mm-hmm. and share with you, that's not something that happens a lot in today's day and age. So I'm glad that you found that.
2: Yeah, I mean, we make a list um, and exchange our lists and then put it on each other's refrigerators. and then, you know, rather than it just being the one time we meet. I'll text her midway through and say, so how's that going? Or did you get that done? And she's "Thanks, good reminder. And so I think the key word to this is accountability. And that is rare, right? Because it kind of crosses the lines of friendship to say, okay, I'll make myself vulnerable to you and you will to me. And then we'll hold each other accountable uh, for spiritual things, family things, whatever. And um, so that's, that's been a real blessing. I don't have any plans and I feel anxious that I haven't filled that space yet with anything. And the decisions are kind of hard, harder than I thought. Because if it's a big decision, like buying a second home or buying a motor home, that has huge ramifications. It's like dropping a boulder in a pond and it just ripples out, right? It touches everything. But to do nothing is kind of like staring at a clear lake that's not moving at all. You're like, what am I doing here? So maybe I need to work more on my meditation, but I really (laughs) would, I would really like to have some idea at least once a month of places we could go or things we could do just to get out of here in the winter months.
0: So you're talking about not a day trip this winter, somewhere away.
2: Yes. Um, A week or two You know, I don't think we need to be gone over Thanksgiving or gone over Christmas yet, Um, you know, because we just didn't have the last couple years of those. But I would like to be somewhere warmer. It doesn't even need to be drier, but just warmer than it is is here. Um, Not ready to be snowbirds yet, but I'd like to be a little bird and just fly for a little while and then come back or drive. And you know what's interesting to me is that word vacation.
0: Right, Because
2: when you're retired, like when I would get my relaxation, it would be like work really hard to be able to go and then kind of decompress and maybe by the second or third day you decompress and then it's, you know, a few days of fun and then it's time to go back. And I've kind of stopped using the word vacation and replaced it with trip.
0: Right, the trip.
2: Because we take a trip, but it's like, what are you taking a vacation from when you're retired? So it's just a whole (laughs) different way of thinking of of how you know how you label what you're doing. Um,
0: Exactly, getaway. That's a mini
2: break, a a weekend mini break, or you know,
0: location, a location transformation. I don't know. (laughs) There you go, listeners. If you have any ideas on what we should call these trips, let us know. So it sounds like uh the next month is just going to be you learning how to relax.
2: I hope so. I hope so. Um and I hope that I can keep it balanced between because I think I need things to stimulate me intellectually, emotionally. Um it it's like not a fear of the sameness of it all, but I think our brains are better when we're interacting with other people or other cultures or going to different places. I, I think, you know, when you think about your life and your memories, you know, you don't remember a lot of what you had for dinner last week, but if you went to a place like you were able to completely articulate and give me an image of where you were, it's in a completely different place. And I think I think for seniors anyway, it, it's good to not just sit at home and watch TV. It's good to get out. And even if it's in your neighborhood, experience other places and other things so that you can actually have a memory triggered so that you can use your brain that way. I I really feel strongly that that's why I love travel so much is those are the things that I can remember the feeling I had, the smells, the taste, what I saw. Um, whereas when I'm, you know, just here in this little office or at home, it's just the sameness, um, kind of gets to me a little bit.
0: I agree. I think I'm a gypsy at heart. So, you know, I, I love to be on the move. Yeah. So Barbara, thanks so much for relaying your experiences to us. Again, I think we're going to, for the listener, we're going to continue these talks. I don't know how it's going to, um, how it's going, you know, now that the year is up, this is our year anniversary. I don't know if we're going to have little 15 minute check-ins or five minute check-ins or how we're going to do that. I'm looking for another pre-retiree so that we can do the same thing that we did with Barbara, only with a different experience. So if you know somebody who is getting ready to retire and it can be, you know, similar to Barbara, or it can be different, it could be a man, it could be a woman, it could be single, married, whatever. We want to bring different experiences to the show. And who knows, maybe Barbara and I can also do a little counseling if needed, you know, for people who maybe are thinking that they can't afford to retire or they have, you know, problems with retirement. I think Barbara did so much research before she did retire she hasn't had a lot of problems that I've seen in the past with other people. So I think that Barbara is probably well qualified to offer her tidbits of information. Um, Or if the, the person doesn't want that and just wants to relay relay their experience, I'm open to that as well. So Barbara, thanks again, really appreciate it. And for the listener, we'll see you next time on the rock your retirement show. Bye. Bye. Oh wait. I wanted to thank you again for listening to the Rocky Retirement Show. If you're a new listener, a good place to start is episode 116.